This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. from Mike Riley as we move along on Inside Sports tonight. Eskimos defensive coordinator slash assistant coach Mike Benavides as well. We'll get to Bo Levi Mitchell from the Calgary Stampeders in a minute or two here. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It is Inside Sports on 6.30. Chad, also ahead tonight, uh, we were supposed to have her on last night. She had to reschedule at the last minute. Definitely worth talking to. Karen Lasuk. We've had her on the show before. We're going to follow up her story, and it is a good one. She was in real refereeing the Women Olympic Basketball Tournament. Very accomplished uh, local referee. So she's coming up uh, later on tonight in about an hour. My name is Reed Wilkins. Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer on the other side of the window. Kellen, how you been, old buddy? Doing good. How about yourself? Doing well. You're wearing the, uh, I'm always interested, you are wearing a wristband yeah. on but- your left wrist. Do you get particularly sweaty operating this show? <laughs> or is that just a bit of a fashion statement, maybe an affectation? Uh, a fashion and function. Uh, it's red. It's the, for interest of full disclosure, it's a red Toronto Raptors uh, sweatband. Okay. That I got with a, a free bottle of uh, a certain sports drink that I won't mention. But uh, it's why can't you mention them? Oh, they do something illegal? No. <laughs> Okay. Gatorade, guys. Come on. Okay. It's Gatorade. Well, fine. Gatorade. <laughs> mentioned products doesn't yeah, mean we're so. endorsing them. Ah, exactly. Uh, no, it's, it's it's fashion and function. One, I like it. And two, uh, my especially my left wrist, I've noticed in, uh, if I do weeks or, or, or days consecutive of the show and that stuff, it gets a little sore and that stuff. So mm-hmm. I notice if I put the, the wristband on, mm-hmm. the soreness, it, it's like a uh, compression thing. It, it's not sore at the end of the night. So Well, there you go. Yeah, it this works. show is a demanding one to work it on. It is, yes. There's plenty of buttons I'm always here, barking so. out orders. Well. Mm. Or sometimes I just, I just bark. Yeah. I just barked at the moon like Ozzy Osbourne. Exactly. And you're like, is he barking out orders or is he just barking out of his slow descent into insanity? Folks, before I left at midnight last night, I had to chase him off the roof of our building with a broom. It's a nice view up there. I can see the moon. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, (laughs) that is Kellen Kennedy. We'll talk more with him a little bit later on. Uh, Another note from hockey. Scott Gomez announced his retirement today, 36 years of age. Only played 33 games last season with St. Louis and Ottawa. Picked uh, 27th back in 1998, 1,079 games in the NHL, 181 goals, 575 
assists. All right, on Monday, it is the Eskimos at the Stampeders, 11.30 for the pregame show here on 6.30, Ched. 1 o'clock for the kickoff. The Eskimos will be trying to slow down this man, Stampeders quarterback Bo Levi-Mitchell. Bo, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing very well. It's great to have you back on the show. Bo, i got to ask you a favor. Can you tweet about being on Inside Sports? Because it seems when you put something on Twitter, people really pay attention to it. <laughs> That's because I put the wrong things on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> all right, so uh, that that's uh, that's that's all. Uh, did you, was that a learning experience for you, or how do you look back at that rider situation? Oh man, it's in the past. I've, a- I've answered all the questions about that one. You know what I'm saying? Okay, fair enough. Just having some fun with you. Um, how do you feel the, the season's going, man? I mean, uh, look, I, I wasn't sure what, what your team was going to be like, and uh, here you are rolling along at 7-1-1. One, and one. What do you think's the key to the success so far? Uh, everybody buying in. Uh, I mean, everybody was questioning coaching changes and things like that. So uh, everybody's had to buy in to make sure that we were ready to go once the games came. Honestly, that's just what everybody's been doing. What is the what is I mean I know there have been some coaching changes but I was also looking at the your coaching staff and there is a lot of continuity I mean guys who've been there five eight ten years I think I think the teams had the same equipment manager for something like forty five years but uh, what what does some of the continuity and, and even you having worked with with Dickinson for the past few years what does that all mean to the team Yeah man Geo being here for forty five years is really a big part of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, honestly, it's just a. Uh, I mean, a lot of guys they want to stay around here because the atmosphere we have. You know, the, the coaches they all they all know they're not going to get run out of their job. Um, you know, for just for one bad year or something. So they all know that they're going to be around. But uh, yeah, I mean, as long as as long as guys keep coming in and buying into what our coaches do uh, and understand what they're here for. You know, sometimes the kind of running thing around the league is that you got to take a little bit less money to play in Calgary. Uh, so we can put the, the right team we want on the field, and obviously, it's, it obviously it's been the right formula for the past couple of years. When it comes to to you and and Dave Dickinson, are are you? I mean, is it almost like you share a mind sometimes? Is there a little bit like, oh, I know what he's thinking. Maybe he knows what you're thinking going into a play call or, or a, a situation. Have you reached sort of that level of of uh, uh, you know cohesion with him at this point? Yeah, I mean, we're messing well, but at the same time, man. Dave's played in this game for a long time, so for me to have the percentage of brain he has of knowledge of this game uh, would be uh, all right with me. So, I mean, as long as I keep telling him what I see, what I feel, I think uh, I think we'll keep doing well together. Bo Levi Mitchell, quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders, joining us on Inside Sports tonight. Hey, I, I got to ask you, what was it like to wear that microphone, to wear a microphone for the game uh, Sunday against the, the Hamilton Tiger Cats and have some of your play calls and everything, you know, broadcast live to, to people watching it? Uh, yeah, man. Well, honestly, I was told that strategy would not be given away, and I don't know how play calling doesn't fall underneath the category of strategy. So, uh,. That's the only thing I was upset about. I didn't think they were going to be showing the entire huddle. So, I mean, we had to change all of our cadences. We had to change things we do in no huddle, things like that. Um, I think it's a good experience for the fans. I think it's fun for them. Uh, I just think it's a better suited for players that talk more trash and aren't exactly in the, the play calls. Um, and, and, again, I, I don't want to obviously ask you to give away any strategy, but I, but I know a lot of people were reacting to 
wow like i i you know you would call a play zach would call a play and it's it was a very long string of of words uh i mean it, it, just in general is is each word or word set for a different position set i mean is that generally how a play like, like if i if i'm your slot receiver am i listening for just a certain couple words and the rest of it i don't really have to you know pay attention to as much how does how does that sequence go um I'm trying to think of the right way to answer this question. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think if you play football, you know the game. You understand that certain things are meant for certain players inside the plays. Obviously, you know, you start out formation, protection, all that. So uh, I'm sure everybody does it differently around the league. But our guys know what they have to listen for, uh, you know, to be able to understand what they're supposed to do yeah that's that's what i was getting at is that is that you know that that long sequence might not apply to every every single player that's what i was getting at i'm not i'm not trying to get your playbook on the air here too maybe maybe sometime in the off season we can sit down and look at it uh which which, uh you you mentioned it might the the microphone might be better suited for a uh for a a, a trash talker or something like that. You guys are playing the Eskimos two games in a row. Which Edmonton Eskimo do you think would be most entertaining to fans to wear a microphone? Um, Which Eskimos player? Yeah. Uh, Either Odell or Lacey. (laughs) I knew you were going to say Odell. I knew you were going to say Odell. Does he ever stop chatting out there? Nah, he does not the right way, man. He's funny. He's funny with it. He's passing me before and told me let's play Madden whenever the game's over. So he's funny about the way he does it, man. All right. <laughs> and, uh, well, Dion Lacey, too, uh, I guess so we can put a microphone on him, but just don't expect him to shake hands. I guess that's uh, what we get out of that one. Uh, <laughs> you, you've been having a great year. Uh, Mike Riley's been having a great year. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you had a vote right now at the, mid- at the mid-season part, uh, who's, the, who's the most outstanding player in the league? Me. Yeah, how come? Because <laughs> uh, we're in first place. So team success always trumps anything else, eh? No, I mean, shoot, if you're losing, you're throwing the ball a lot more, aren't you? you got to throw for yards at the end of games to go for it. So we're winning. So a lot of times I'm not even throwing the ball in the third and fourth quarter. Right. Okay. Uh, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting debate, fun debate, and I guess uh, we'll see how it rolls along. Bo Levi, uh, you know, a few Labor Days for you now. What do you, what do you like best about this home-and-home home with the Eskimos? Uh, you know, do you look forward to it? Just give me a sense of what it's like going into it as a player. Oh, shoot, man. It's, uh, it's definitely a different animal for guys that haven't done it before. Um, I think the and everybody, I think they like it. You have uh, basically a double game plan that you put in, you know, and – you learn that game plan, and then you have plays that you're going to save for the next one, and you have, uh, you know, things you're not even going to show in the first one. But, uh, I mean, the most important thing is going out there winning that first game. Um, I think the thing that the guys that haven't played the game have to get used to is, is playing that second game with such short, uh, with such short break in between. You know, just going there with a five-day week, and I think even in the past, I think we've even had a four-day week before. So, um, yeah, so some guys, they're just going to have to get used to that. Right on. Okay, well, Bo Levi, you guys have been fun to watch this year, and uh, i got to tell you, you're always one of the best guys uh, best guys to interview, and thanks for rolling with this today, man. All the best the rest of the season. Take care. For sure, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, that is Bo Levi Mitchell, quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders. Got a text here from Lamont Mega. 
an occasional texter to Inside Sports, who says, Bo Levi Mitchell sure is full of himself. <laughs> Some, uh, a hot take by Lamont Mega. Some initial reaction to the interview with Bo Levi Mitchell, who did select himself as uh, the most outstanding player in the Canadian football league. Well, I guess they specifically asked him or Riley, uh, but I did phrase it by saying, you know, who's the MOP of the league? He, I guess he could have picked a third candidate. Uh, so that uh, that was interesting. Hey, the guy's been backing it up, Lamont Mega, and anybody else who might think BLM is uh, a little full of himself. The S's are going to have to try to knock him down when they face him on Monday. We'll talk uh, a little more about that. Uh, got <laughs> oh, This is interesting. Got a uh, text here from the Red Dog who says, What an interview. Just another Calgary athlete with more ego than skill. Whoa, there we go. <laughs> uh, Red Dog then adds, Mike Riley is all class. Bo Levi Mitchell is all ass. Can I read that? Well, I just did. <laughs> there that was we go. Good. That was yeah. good. <laughs> Fans getting involved in the trash talk leading into Monday. Uh, you can always text 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. Yeah, we do have some comments from Mike Riley ahead. And uh, we had Bo Levi Mitchell telling you how he didn't like wearing the live mic on Sunday. Eskimos defensive coordinator Mike Benavides with his reaction to it when we get back. Listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chan. A text here from Jimmy says, Yeah, Bo Levi Mitchell, pretty full of himself. Hard to understand with that drawl, too. So, yeah, I asked uh, Bo Levi Mitchell, who is the uh, most outstanding player in the CFL? Me. Yeah? How come? (laughs) Uh, We're in first place. So team success always trumps anything else, eh? No, I mean, shoot, if you're losing, you're throwing the ball a lot more, aren't you? you got to throw for yards at the end of games to go for it. So we're winning. So a lot of times I'm not even throwing the ball in the third and fourth quarter. All right, so there is his reasoning. Mike Riley with uh, just under... 3,100 passing yards this season. Bo, Bo Levi Mitchell with just over 2,800. So we'll uh, round it off to about a 250-yard advantage for Riley. Riley with one more touchdown pass. And uh, Riley with three rushing touchdowns, including that spectacular one against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, last week. When was that game on Friday night? Uh, Going to be interesting. Uh, I mean, Bo Levi Mitchell is a, is a very good player, very opinionated player. I actually enjoy interviewing him because uh, I, I think I've had him on, well, every, every probably interviewed him three or four times since I started doing Inside Sports. And he's, you know, generally kind of candid. He can be a little entertaining. He's Bo Levi Mitchell was a little more willing to uh, roll with some of the topics I presented in previous years as opposed to this one. He totally shut down any joking about the uh, Twitter stuff with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders that helped get them in trouble. And uh, I, I didn't think I was asking him to open the playbook. I was just saying, you say a long sequence of words when you call a play, as we heard on the live mic. Can you just explain to people that maybe you know certain words are meant for certain positions as opposed to guys have, having to memorize everything? And he did, it didn't even seem like he wanted to talk about that. 
but that's okay. It's Bo Levi Mitchell. It's Labor Day. That's just, this is going to happen, Reed. It's Labor Day. It's Labor Day. It's the start of the real season of the CFL, the, the final half of the season, right? So, You can text 630-630-780-496-0063 is the phone number. Mike Benavides is the uh, defensive coordinator for the Edmonton Eskimos, and he was talking with Morley Scott about those live mics in the Calgary-Hamilton game. As a defensive coordinator, can you watch that game, listen to what you hear, and get a competitive advantage from it? There's going to be some stuff there that you can definitely get, without a doubt. And I, as you know, I'm sitting in the coach's shoes, but I understand. I'm also a fan. I, I enjoyed it. I loved it. It was really uh, fun and interesting to hear. But there is certain things that are discussed that could give you an advantage. Now, in that day, you can't. And we're all coaches. We know we're going to change what we call. So it's both nomenclature and communication, and you know it's going to change. But there's no doubt you heard some things that you typically don't hear. And it came at the right time for. You, you're playing Calgary for the next two games. Did you particularly watch it with more interest than normal because of that? No, I mean, you always, I mean, like I said, I'm a fan and this is our job, my job, so I watch always with a high level of interest, but there's no doubt we're playing those guys two games in a row and, you know, there's some things that you look for, but a competitive advantage based on that microphone session isn't going to happen, but, you know, it certainly was uh, fun to watch. And clearly the teams that do it are going to have to change stuff afterwards, just the way they operate, the way certain things they say. Without a doubt. I mean, there's no done. I mean, when you're talking about uh, cadence, when you're talking formation, we're talking certain things that they're talking about. Absolutely. But, you know, we tend to do that anyways as, as part of what we do in the quote-unquote very uh, dangerous world of espionage. But uh, it, it's, it, it's going to be part of the deal. And, and, and that's the world we live in. And that's, uh, you know, that's what makes us tick. We enjoy that. So they did it on the offensive side of the ball. What about if they did it on the defensive side of the ball? What kind of stuff would they hear? Would it, would it work the same way that you'd give some stuff away but then have to change things afterwards? Yeah potentially but it's usually a front communication things like that um, but it's a lot more advantageous to hear what the offense has to say we're reactive right and and, and they get to dictate and do certain things so uh, definitely uh, more there to take from the offense I imagine when you're trying to win games it's tough to wrap your head around that it. it's good for the league I mean it's it's good for ratings and the ratings showed it was a good move to make you just gotta I guess just accept it right yeah I mean it's part of the deal I mean you got to remember uh, I, I was in the different shoe before so I understand as a head coach it, what we need to do to grow the league and and the things that are important. I was also on the TV side. So I understand it all. And trust me, we all understand it. But I think people sometimes forget that this is our livelihood. We're based, and our careers are based on wins and losses. The ability to feed our families are based on wins and losses. So you can't give away advantages. You can't yeah. do that. It'd be like, you know, you write and you do your show, but someone else has the same information. I mean, it's 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 very, very dangerous precedence to set. But I do understand why they do it. I don't know about the rest of you. I would hate to have a live microphone on me while I work. It's, uh, what time is it? It's 7.26, almost 7.27. We have news, traffic, and weather at 7.30. We have a little more Eskimo stuff coming up. You will hear from, I'm sure, the person most of you would vote for most outstanding player. Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley, a little bit from Shakir Bell, and we'll have a feature interview with one of the unsung guys on the Edmonton Eskimos, Mike Miller. Quite a journey and career. He has had more Peter Shirelli comments, more of you if you want to jump in on the text line at 6.30, That's all coming up. It's Inside Sports on Chad. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Ooh, little Jack White, eh? Good stuff. It is 8-6, Montreal leading Ottawa in the Canadian Football League tonight. 
Rainy game. Obviously not a lot of offense. Quiet start to the week offensively in the CFL. 16-13. BC beat Toronto last night. Mike Miller from the uh, Edmonton Eskimos coming up in a few minutes. Uh, you're going to hear from uh, Mike Riley as well. Also going to hear from head coach Jason Moss as we get you ready for uh, Labor Day. Always a fun time. Uh, a little more from Peter Shirelli as we move along too. In half an hour, we'll bring in Karen Lasuk back from refing women's basketball at the Olympics in uh, Rio. We'll find out what that experience was like. We talked to Karen before she went uh, to Rio, and now she's back. So that'll be fun to catch up with her. You know, I was thinking, now I'm actually, as you know, Kellen Kennedy, I rarely get irritated. As you can attest, I'm pretty much happy all the time and mm-hmm. never annoyed by anything. Right. Okay, thank you for agreeing. So I was thinking, we have Bo Levi Mitchell on. Uh... There's some stuff he kind of didn't want to talk about. That's fine. Uh, but I, I asked him, who is the uh, MOP? Uh-huh. He said, me. And he said, you know, when you're behind in games, you can put up some big stats because you're throwing more. He goes, my team is winning, so I hardly throw in the third and fourth quarters. So he's basically saying, Mike Riley has better stats than me but he has put up those stats in garbage time, and the Eskimos are 5-4, and four, and uh, my team is 7-1-1. One, and one. But I was thinking... Now, Bo Levi Mitchell is entitled to his opinion, but I have, but I have, have said on this show, you are entitled to your own opinion, you're not entitled to your own facts. And I was thinking about this. I should, should have thought of it during the interview. Uh, Mike Riley has put up big stats in a couple of games that the Eskimos wound up losing, but where they were ahead. For example, game one against Ottawa. For example, the, everybody knows what happened against Hamilton, where they couldn't be stopped for half the game, and then they couldn't do anything for the second half of the game. So it's not like the Eskimos have been blown out in their losses, and then Riley got garbage-time touchdowns. Okay, was there a, a one garbage-time touchdown against Winnipeg? Sure, where they scored with like 20 seconds left and lost by seven. Okay, fair enough. Uh, other than that, it's not like he's been going up against soft prevent defenses because the Eskimos have been behind by 30 and the other teams you know, were willing to surrender a couple of touchdowns. So what I'm saying is, Bo Levi Mitchell's wrong! Go figure, no, right? He can vote for himself, <laughs> but his reasoning is wrong. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I, I agree Like what we've discussed all year between the guy here and the guy in Hamilton, I think that's your battle for MOP of the year. Well, Caleros hasn't played enough. Okay. This year. We'll okay. see how we finish. I mean, for MOP this year, I think it's between Riley and uh, Mitchell. Yes. For what's happened this year. Right. I, I don't think there's much doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you could argue Chris Williams out of Ottawa would be the East nominee. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway. I don't know. Is there anybody really out East that has had a, a, a decent year? Well, yeah, decent years, MLP caliber years. I don't think there's anybody yeah. who's been better than Riley or uh, Mitchell. Right. I mean, sure. Mitchell's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I just think, yes, his team is. If he just wants to say, look, my team has won more games, therefore I'm having a more outstanding right. season, fair enough. But he's saying, 
you know, Reese, he's basically, he's basically belittling Riley's stats. Well, the big question with the Stamps is how much of the success is Mitchell or versus how much of the success is the defense? Well, I think both, but he plays the most important position on the best team. Therefore, right. you're going to be an MLP candidate. And he right. has pretty gaudy stats, too. So, 7.37 inside sports on uh, 6.30, Chet. From the 7 for the Eskimos who lead by three. There's Riley dropping back. Looks to the right, looks to the left. Is he going to keep it again? Looks like it. Riley's going to run. Tries to dive to the end zone, but does he get in? We don't see a signal yet from the officials. There we go. Touchdown Eskimos. Mike Riley does the work himself and takes it to the end zone. And there is the most outstanding play of the season by the, the most outstanding player on the Eskimos. Riley's a diving, reaching touchdown against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on Friday night. Riley, ready to uh, rock and roll. Labor Day right around the corner. We've come a long way from where we were at the beginning of the season. we still got a long way to go, but uh, you know, it doesn't get any better than playing against Calgary, Battle of Alberta, Labor Day. Uh, we look forward to this game, as I know our fans, their fans, everybody looks forward to this game. So, um, you know, it's just another opportunity for us to go out and, and show how we've improved and to continue on that path, working towards our end goal. But, uh, you know, they're, they're the top of the league right now. They have the best record for a reason. They've been playing the best, and it's a great chance for us to go up there and or down there, I guess, for this one and uh, show them what we're capable of what's the difference with this team in this three-game winning streak that maybe wasn't happening in the first six games so what's different about this team i mean it's just you know three three weeks of experience for a lot of the young guys um you know haven't made a lot of the mistakes that we made earlier in the season but we still have made a fair amount of mistakes so you know it's just a continual process i mean you know it's never going to be perfect but the reality is that we've won football games and we played pretty good football during that course of time i mean i i really have yet to see that many teams play for a full four quarters around the league. I don't care who they are because it's tough to play for 60 minutes. Perfect football it just doesn't happen. So, you know, you got to take the good with the bad and you got to make sure that you're able to power through the, the low moments. And early in the season, we weren't doing that. And so far in the last couple of weeks, we've been able to do that. All right, there's Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley talking to uh, our Dave Campbell. It's been interesting for the Eskimos here. They they had that stretch of games where they played Saturday and Thursday, so they'd have a bit of a longer time to prep and then a short turnaround. Here they go. They played Saskatchewan on uh, Friday, and then they, they had some time off, or at least some time off the field. They got back on the field today, and head coach Jason Moss was commenting on coming back from a bit of a longer break. I think giving the guys four or five days off this time of year is never a bad thing. Uh, we all know how to play football this time of year. It's just a matter of mentally and physically uh, being at your best, and I think anytime you give some guys rest, they start to love football again and, uh, and excited to be back. What's the, I guess, the top one or two things that, that's been happening for this team to win three straight compared to how they started the season? I think we're well, I think we're gelling. I think as a as a football team, I think on all three phases, I think everyone is understanding what we're trying to do, trying to accomplish. We're playing faster because of it. Um, bottom line, I believe we just stepped up and made more plays. And bottom line, and in the, the three game winning streak, so uh, a little bit of more more of that is going to help us uh, win more. How does the season change when you get to this point, you know, when you get to Labor Day? Well, bottom line is, you know, everything you've done up to this point, you know, is going to help you in the back stretch. So 
I feel like that's what's happened for our football team. We've had nine hard-fought games. We've learned a lot through the way, and we're five and four, three and zero oh in our, our last, our second six of the season. Um, I think it's all set us up for a, a great finish. Bottom line, and uh, you know, you you learn a lot your first nine games. And uh, I said it before: rookies are no longer rookies this time of year. They've all played now half the year, and you know, you're going to see the fruits of that labor. And uh, again, guys that have had the continuity of playing together. Uh, for nine games, you know, it's always bodes, bodes well for you going on for the rest of the season. John White taking first team reps today. How's his hand looking and what's his status at this point? Yeah, I mean, we're going to evaluate uh, both Shakir and John through practice the next couple days and we'll make a decision come game day. We don't have to announce anything right now. We just wanted to see John get back in the fold and uh, John's ready to go. He'll play bottom line so um you know we're we've got we, we have two great running backs we know that so uh you know we're excited to have them both back and competing and uh again we'll see how john feels towards the end of the week how much of a luxury is that to have two running backs that are more than capable of running that offense no it's i mean it's a huge thing and for particularly for the type of offense we run where you know you got to be able to protect and do all the little things and running comes second really to be quite honest so you know they both are very good uh students of the game have picked up exactly what we've tried to do offensively and anytime you have two that are the caliber they are it, it definitely helps you helps your team all right, so that is head coach Jason Moss. So John White back, first team reps. I, I would expect he's the number one running back going uh, against Calgary on Monday, and uh, maybe they find a way to play with both he and Shakir Bell in the lineup because obviously Bell very impressive against the Rough Riders on uh, on Friday night. I, here's the thing about Shakir Bell, and he had a big game. He had a couple of big games last year. He he's good at squirting to the outside. But I just don't think his style stands up week to week. I, I think he's a bit of a feast or famine type running. And if he feasts, it's great. Uh, I think John White is more the type of a back who can get it done against any type of defense and against better defenses. I mean, good for Shakir Bell with what he did. Uh, the Riders are the worst team in the league. So, and I, don't, and I don't think that that style of spinning, squirting, getting to the outside is going to work as well against defenses that contain a little better. I think White is is more of a, a versatile runner. Personally, though, full credit to Bell for what he did. It is 7.43. You can text 6.30, Bruce commenting on the Bo Levi Mitchell interview. He says, Reed, you were talking to the opposing quarterback of the Labor Day Classic. His answer was exactly what it should have been before the contest. That is from Bruce. You can also tweet me at Reed Wilkins. Our open line is 780-496-0063. Calvin McCarty is the second long, or Calvin McCarty is the longest serving member of the Edmonton Eskimos. A few guys are tied for second logging serving one of them is mike miller a guy you don't hear a lot about well you're going to hear from him his career his story when we get back inside sports on ched this is inside sports with reed wilkins on edmonton sports leader 630 ched leading Montreal Canadian Football League action tonight, third quarter. Inside Sports, presented by Action Furnace, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. You can visit actionfurnace.ca. All right, you can text us at 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. Tell you what, 
uh, we're going to do here, Kellen. Okay. We're going to give away four tickets to the Labor Day rematch. Right Doesn't on. that sound fun? Sounds great. Hang on. If, you're, if you hear a binder popping in the background, that's because I'm getting a sheet of paper here out of the binder. We're also going to give you along with that a copy of the Sports Forecaster Hockey Magazine with Connor McDavid and the 630 Ched logo on the cover. Sports Forecaster, the best fantasy hockey pool guide available and a must-have. I got highlights on hockey prospects, goaltenders, fantasy draft day strategy, and over 1,100 player profiles, stats, and projections for the upcoming season. So, sounds great. That's all really cool. What we're going to do is caller number 5, 780-496-0063. Caller number 5, 780-496-0063, a four-pack of tickets to see the Edmonton Eskimos take on the Calgary Stampeders on September 10th for the Labor Day rematch. And one of the guys playing in the Labor Day series, the Edmonton Eskimos' leading tackler this season on special teams. I bet you didn't know that. I bet you don't know a lot about this player. You're going to learn more. It is Mike Miller. Mike, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Reid. Yeah, very good to have you on the show, man. Hey, uh, a lot of people say... This is when the the real season or, or the CFL season really starts to heat up. You get into the fall, you get into Labor Day. What does it feel like at a player? Because, I mean, you guys have already been grinding it out since, uh, since the middle of May with camp and all that stuff. How does it feel like for you guys once you hit this part of the calendar? I mean, this is kind of an exciting time of the year. Like, you start off with uh, Labor Day to get the second half going. And uh, I definitely sense the momentum going into the playoffs. So this is kind of where you're going to see teams – you know, start to get on a roll and, you know, kind of separate themselves for the playoffs. You know, you're an interesting story. Uh, you're approaching career game number 100. You will play that sometime this month. And uh, that might surprise a lot of people. So I want to talk a little bit about your journey. But, I, <laughs> but I mean, did you, do you pay any attention to that, that milestone that, that's, that's coming up? Um, yeah, family members that kind of told me that you know that this year I'd be you know close to getting to my 100 games and that was quite an accomplishment so I've been kind of aware of it that it was coming up how does how does it make you feel like is did you ever think you'd play that long in the league I definitely didn't when I first came in the league you know I was being signed as a uh, you know a free agent and not being drafted I definitely you know didn't know how many years I was going to play. I'd be just happy, you know, if I, you know, lasted one year. So to, to make it this far is definitely, uh, you know, it's very, very exciting. Uh, now, you, you went to Acadia, is that correct? Yes. How was the team when you were there? Um, you know, we had our up and down years. Um, and we had a couple good ones. Uh, fortunately, or unfortunately, didn't win uh, any AOS titles when I was there. But the year after, uh, they, they, they'd won one. Okay, so had you, did you, I mean, growing up in uh, the Maritimes as well, were were you familiar with Alberta, Edmonton? I mean, obviously you knew where it was on the map and both the Eskimos and the Oilers, I'm sure, but did you, had you ever been out here? No, I had the uh, furthest I'd been um, that way would probably be Ontario. So oh, wow. I'd never, I've never <laughs> yeah, I hadn't been out west at all. So it was definitely... Uh, cool to get out there for for my first time being that far uh western canada so what what uh what have you learned about edmonton over the last six years that has maybe uh surprised you or or uh you know they you wouldn't have expected i mean i don't think I, there's any too, too too many surprises but i definitely uh 
have learned that they're they're diehards when it comes to their sports teams, and uh, you know they got great fan bases for the Eskimos and for for the Oilers, and and uh, yeah, that's probably probably about it. So, and your journey's been interesting too because you started out uh, as a were you a linebacker or a defensive back for a couple of seasons. Um, I was a defensive back uh, coming out of university, and then uh, was been bouncing around with linebacker and uh, playing a little safety. Okay, and now you've been playing offense. And I've been playing fullback for the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> how, how did this happen? How, how, how do you go through that? Uh, so when Chris Jones came in to town, and uh, ended up missing all the training camp with a with a hip flexor injury, so. Um, when we got kind of into things and they had enough depth um, and for, you know, at the safety position with Canadian guys and stuff and they didn't have anybody backing up Calvin and he just kind of asked me one day, he's like, hey, would you mind um, trying to fullback, catch some balls and then blocking some people? I was like, yeah, that's what you need me to do. And then, sure, yeah. So that's kind of how that happened. Was it a difficult adjustment or how did that go? <laughs> it was definitely a... Uh, a learning curve. Um, offense is a completely different language to defense, and you're learning these long play calls and uh, com- route combinations and stuff like that. And it was, it definitely took me a bit to to get a grasp of it. You have a catch? Is that true? I've got one. Yeah, I got one last year. You got one catch. Okay. So I mean, it, it, it's it's, <laughs> and this is this is what is interesting to talk to you because you're totally like. An unsung guy. I mean, you you go into a game, or fans go into a game, and they're like, okay, Darrell Walker is going to make a big play. A Darius Bowman's going to make a big play. People are going to want to interview them after the game. I mean, your experience, you're, um, you're, you're a valuable part of the team, but I mean, it must be a, just a totally kind of different experience for you knowing that your role isn't going to get you a, a lot of headlines week after week. Yeah, I mean, special teams is a, a really big part of the Canadian football game. But yeah, like like you said, it's not the flat, the flashy stuff like on offense and scoring touchdowns and you know the big hits that you see on defense. You get some big hits on special teams too. But I mean, people pay more attention to you know those superstar players that are making you know big plays in the game. And you know we're we're out there battling more for you know keeping you know field possession you know in the favor for those guys. So I remember one coach who said like we were kind of like. You know the special forces they kind of go in there and they do jobs and then you know but no one really knows what they've done for you know in that portion of the you know the battle so what do you like best about being on special teams um what i like best is probably that a lot of times it's just you got to beat the one guy that's going against you you know sometimes you get a double team or whatnot you got to beat two guys but it's kind of like a, a compete it's a it's the, the compete level of a one-on-one you know that's kind of fun who's the toughest returner to tackle of the league um, right now, um, we haven't played him yet, but we're going to play him this week. Is uh, the returner there for um, for Calgary? Looks like he's a pretty tough guy to bring down. He's got good wheels and seems to have good balance. Okay, Mike Miller joining us on Inside Sports, playing with the Edmonton Eskimos career game number one hundred coming up soon here for uh, for Mike. I, well, I mean, I got to ask you, what what did it mean to you to win the Grey Cup last year? Oh, it, it was awesome. Um, it means everything. That's that's the the uh, ultimate goal is to to win that and to be able to do that. Like a lot of guys don't get that opportunity in in their career. And you know, this is you know, it was a very exciting experience for me. And you know, I'm still kind of on a high from it. What, what would you say to uh, you know a Canadian kid? Maybe he's in 
university, maybe he's in high school, maybe he's playing whatever, peewee or, or bantam football, and maybe they're listening to you and thinking, you know, my God, like Mike Miller, like, you know, been with the Eskimos since 2011, and he's, he's still going strong. What, what would you say to a, a Canadian kid who's hoping one day maybe to be in your shoes? I mean, I, I tell them that hard work and effort goes a long way, and special teams is all about effort. And uh, making it at this, this level, that's what coaches are looking for, someone who's going to put in the time and going to put the effort on the field and, and compete in battle. So going in with that mentality that it's it's not easy, but, but if you put the effort and you know into it, that you can be successful in this league, even if it's just doing special teams. Right. Well, you've, you've certainly been able to, to, to do that for yourself. Um, who are some of the who are some of the inspirations you've had in in football or a coach or a relative or a buddy or whatever that sort of helped you get to where you are and kept you going? Um, uh, growing up as a kid, you know, I was like a lot of Canadian kids. It was hockey was my first love, and uh, I had an older cousin who uh, was a really good football player, and I kind of grew up idolizing him, and he kind of you know probably got me involved in football just from from watching him so um he was definitely a huge influence on me and uh definitely it helped me train and stuff like that when i got a little older as well cool stuff all right well mike thanks for for making time for us tonight so fans could get to know you a little better and uh, i know they'll be maybe watching you a little more closely now as we go into the labor day home and home with the stampeders really appreciate your time man i appreciate having me read well there you know a little bit more now about uh, Mike Miller, number 25 for your Edmonton Eskimos. One career catch. One career catch. Started on defense, now playing on Owen on special teams. 96 games in the NHL or in the uh, CFL. Man, that's, uh, that is not bad. Some good longevity there for that young man. We've got to take a quick timeout for the news. We're going to be joined in studio by Evan Dom from Canada West to talk a little uh, university sports uh, and some CFL and NHL as well. Up next, Karen Lasuk. What were the Olympics like for a basketball referee? She'll tell you. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.